BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. This is John Silver, lead recruiter of The Dark Order, and you are listening to All Things Elite. Welcome to the 133rd episode of Social Suplex's podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. My name is Austin Someone's and I am the host of this lovely show. Back from my short week break, which I appreciate Floyd for letting me take. Joining with me as always is my good buddy and friend, Floyd Johnson Jr. How are you doing, my man? I am doing great. Uh, just checking off the list. I was at Winter is Coming too. Then I saw the new Spider-Man movie, which we both loved. And the Chiefs won. Steelers lost. Titans lost. So the Chiefs are the number one team in the AFC. I'm not going to get a lot into football talk. But you asked how I was doing. And the Chiefs record is definitely reflective of how I'm doing in any time, anyone in time. So I'm really excited to talk about wrestling today. Yep, and the Lions somehow beat the fucking leaders of the NFC and the Arizona Cardinals. I just can't say much about that other than the fact that, like, that's pretty fucking cool. But yes, um, we got a lot to cover, of course, with this week's episode of All Things Elite. We are going to get into Winter is Coming to and the Rampage that followed it. And I know we're going to get a lot of Floyd's reactions from the show itself, which I always love to hear because Floyd does a great job of recounting the show uh, when he's there. But before we get into everything on this episode of All Things Elite, make sure you guys continue to download this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Spotify or any other podcasting platform, give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish 
You can leave a rating and a review. Let us know how we're doing. And if you're so inclined, you can leave a donation through our podcast provider, Red Circle. But the easiest way to support us is by following us on social media. On Twitter, we are at AT Elite Pod, at Social Suplex. Those are the guys that make this show possible. Check out all the other podcasts they have on your on their network. You will not be disappointed. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. And Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. Now, getting into our big news of the week for AEW, it is the fact that uh, on the day that we are recording this, and it actually just, for me, it tipped over to 1 a.m., it is now the date of the AEW Dynamite Holiday Bash that will be airing on December 22nd, which was the day that you guys will be hearing this. And also... uh, Rampage for this week is moved to Saturday. It will be a Christmas Day episode of Rampage because of the fact that TNT has their day-long Christmas story marathon that they run. Uh, So, you know what? They did the commercial for that movie last year where they parodied it, but I guess they couldn't just get their normal time slot. Whatever, they get Christmas Day, though. It's honestly kind of cool. I, I really think it's really cool. But that's the big news of the week, though. Floyd, like, I know we're going to get into the talk of what we're going to see on Holiday Bash. But thoughts on just Rampage itself being taking place on Christmas Day? It, it's genius because, okay, let's just say you're not into basketball or football. You'll have wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just... Uh, Christmas, there's not a lot going on that day. It's a perfect day to do it. Christmas Eve, a lot of people are gone to yep. their neighbors and all, and to their family members, to whoever's house. They're just gone. And then, you know, really, Christmas, let's just be real, it's over at, like, noon. You know, you've opened up the presents. You've probably started eating food. It's kind of over at noon. And then, you know, the rest of the day, some people go to the movies. But for the people staying at home, you'll have uh, have Rampage and you'll have a title match. So it's going to be fun. Complete warning out there. If you don't want to know what happens on Rampage before Christmas, log out of social media. Because it is a title match. And if the title changes hands... That becomes major wrestling news. And it's going to be everywhere, and no one's going to hashtag it, and you're going to get spoiled, if yes. that means a lot to you. I'm used to watching you know, wrestling spoiled, so eh, it doesn't bother me as much. It does, like, when I'm rating matches, which I don't, you know, I don't think my ratings are much better than anyone else's, but when I'm rating matches, it does help with a rating when I don't know what's going to happen. But it, whatever, it's just that's how uh, I view wrestling. I watch it very emotionally, but I just really wanted to put the disclaimer out there. If you don't want to know what happens on Christmas, log out. Yep, enjoy, that's simple. T- enjoy time with your family. Enjoy Christmas if you have it or, or whatever. And if you don't, just watch a bunch of Christmas movies. Love Actually, greatest Christmas movie of all time. Uh, I would say Spider-Man No Way Home is the best Christmas movie ever because it takes place on Christmas or around Christmas time. No, no, don't do that to me, sir. No. Yes. No, don't do that. Yes. It hurts my feelings when people do that because, unfortunately, I don't take a lot of things serious. But my categories of what is a Christmas movie and what is not 
which includes Die Hard. Not okay. I was just gonna. That was the only question I was gonna ask. Is does Die Hard count? No, no. I will fight tooth and nail about Die Hard not being a Christmas movie, and I want to let everybody know. I love Die Hard. One of my favorite action movies of all time. Just because you love a movie doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Fair enough. enough. (laughs) But that being said, too, yeah, of course, because we won't hear from, we won't be posting until after Christmas. So, yeah, definitely everybody who listens to this show, uh, if you celebrate it, Merry Christmas. If not, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, all that kind of situation. Yeah, if it's just a Saturday, Happy Saturday. Yeah, because again, but but just again, yeah, because uh, enjoy enjoy time with your family, enjoy wrestling, be kind to people, uh, and just yeah, we, we'll definitely say the whole spiel again after the end of the show. But definitely, just want to say, hope everyone has a great Christmas. Shout out to Floyd for getting me the CM Punk Street Fighter shirt at uh, Winter's Coming too. I wanted that shirt so bad, I never got it, uh, and he got it for me, and he's a legend for it, and I, I appreciate it. I was so it. afraid that you someone had ordered it for you nope. already, and I was like. Okay, I'm just I was like, I'm just gonna take a shot. And I literally bought it and then I got up first thing the next morning and sent it out. I was like, I was so excited to get it to you. Dude, if I could have just like drove to your house, I would have, but I was like <laughs> I was so excited for you to get it. It's like I'm like sitting up there and I sent it and I'm like checking the tracking like way too many times. Way too many times, way too early. Because uh it, where Austin lives is off the beaten path, so yes. it does take stuff a little longer to get there. Definitely, but we we uh, yesterday I did end up actually um, driving with Cindy uh, to drop off uh, the family package that we're sending your way. You've got a lot coming to you, so be prepared. Dude, for- we're I, I'm like I told the wife, and I was like, "There's something for you in there." I was like, she was like, "We're like so excited to see what it was, to see what it is." It's just like yeah, just like we have no clue. So I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I think you I think you'll really like it. Like everyone went all out on it, but. With that, though, uh, getting in after the big news of the week, we can now talk about Winter is Coming 2. Now, a lot of hype going into this show. Of course, Winter is Coming 1 was already a massive show in itself. But the show kicked off with the AEW World Championship match. Hangman Adam Page defending the title for the first time in his reign against the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Now... Gotta say, as somebody, uh, when when they went with the AEW World Title match as the opening match, this was the one thing that ran into my mind when it happened. Where I was like, "Holy shit, we're going with the title match first. This is gonna be a draw." Because if there was a title changing hands, or if Hangman was beating Brian Danielson for the first time it wouldn't be the opening match on the show. Because at the end of the day, while wrestling fans can sometimes respect a draw, they're not going to prefer it. Um, and quote to my, my guess from that point, I was right. The match did end in a draw. But again, this match was fucking awesome. They These guys beat the hell out of each other. Um, I really wish that Hangman could have wrestled at least a little bit before this match, just so that way we could see Hangman on television more than just actually wrestling, uh, as opposed to just Brian kicking the friends, kicking in the the heads of uh, Hangman's friends. But despite the fact, though, these guys did insanely good. Every single moment was incredible. 
like it was so wonderful just seeing how much these guys just beat the hell out of each other um yeah like it was great like if we talked about every single moment in the match we we'd be here all day long but i mean like if if you haven't watched it watch the match it is an hour of just great wrestling so much fun like it's just really fucking good um but yeah i'm sure floyd at the match itself at the show itself could could tell you just how fucking crazy that match was so um all right so i've been waiting all week to talk about this match i actually almost messaged you to try to do the show a little early but i just said you know what we're going to stick to our schedule because you know for our listeners and stuff we don't want the show jumping around a lot but so i took my wife to the show it was my first uh first big uh first her first aew show first it's funny it was 28 for me one for her so really excited for this uh we did the meet and greet met cody uh met fuego did fuego met cody man so gotta tell you going up to meet cody he's doing his uh you know normal handshake hey how you doing signing everybody's stuff so he sees me and believe me this shocked me he gets bright he comes around the table and gives me the biggest hug like the only person he did that for. Wow. And, and yeah. And he was like, man, it's good to see you again. We talked. We talked about what we were looking forward to in Orlando. He uh he he grabbed the eight by ten, signed it, you know, did this big thing for Tiffany for her birthday. Uh he gave that to me to give it to her. And it was just this moment. So I'm I'm saying hi to everybody and it was this moment, it was like that kind of put me over in my wife's eyes. So it was like she, you know, she had never been to an AEW show. And, like, for three years, I'm flying out, going out, you know, at all these random shows and stuff. And she definitely, I wouldn't do any of it if she didn't let me. Uh, she's letting me go to these shows. She's, you know, loving on me coming back. And I'm like, yeah, it just, you know, feels like a family. I know everybody there. And I've been telling her that. But, you know, there was always a little bit of, you know. You know, eh, yeah, like, and eh. whatever. And then she got there, and I'm like saying hi to the people that were due to eight by tens, the people in merchandise, the things. And then Cody does that for me. She's like, "You really are." She was like, "You really do like know everybody here." And it was just like, it really, to use a wrestling term, put me over in the eyes of my wife. So I thought it for me that was just a really cool moment. It's like. You know, when people t- talk about having their moment, it was like, that was kind of my moment with Cody. I'm like, thank him. He put me over. It was awesome. It was a good day. It was a good day. And um, besides that, it was just, we get in, uh, you know, t- trying to talk to everybody in the match. The match. My wife is probably the definition of a casual wrestling fan. Yep. That definition. She watches it when I watch it. Uh, she watches it, you know, when she likes going to live shows. When I say that she was completely taken in by this match, I will tell you this. Anyone my age and younger will know how important this is. Her phone never came out after about five minutes in the match. (laughs) This is a woman that does not care about performances. Like that. 
like the idea of wrestling, it's just a show. She was taken for 55 minutes. It completely had her attention. And God damn. I saw people that stood up the whole hour. The excitement in there, you could cut it with a knife. We Everybody was biting at the false finishes. Uh, when Hangman uh, did the backflip on the outside of the ring. I got a lot of great pictures. I posted them on my Facebook. I don't know how many of them you saw, but it was just mesmerizing. And I, I wanted to wait a week, and I'm very excited that I got to wait a week to say this because, you know, at the moment I was like, man, that's the best live match I've ever seen. I mean, as far as singles matches. And, you know, there's Cody and Dustin, and you know what Cody and Dustin means to me. You know what Cody and Dustin means to me. I got to say, best live match I've ever seen as far as singles match. I mean, I, I, I believe it, honestly. I mean, it was... It, it was like, you know, I saw Omega and Moxley. I saw all three Omega and Moxley's, and they were brilliant. I saw... You know, the Dustin and Cody, Cody and all this. I will still say Cody and Dustin is probably my favorite match. But I'm talking about performance. Uh, you know, when you look at the performance, move execution, false finishes, holding the crowd with the palm of your hand. I don't think anybody <clears throat> beats this match that I've seen live. Yeah, I mean, it's. I can't imagine, like. <clears throat> many people disagreeing with you like these guys 60 minute draw tore the house down and it opened the show um and again like it, it, now but and that's the best part about it too now is like there's absolutely going to be a rematch and people are going to die waiting for that r- rematch to happen but then also too like now we can we can get hangman really like doing stuff more stuff with his reign as well just like himself um so he can have title defenses and he can win matches and showcase himself again and then get into other feuds and of course like all that other kind of stuff um so it's 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 a situation where it it works really well and brian of course it doesn't hurt him to lose like uh only like his first big pay-per-view match like he doesn't that doesn't happen so he's still good and yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing much to say. Also, Brian healing it up during commercial break, where he faked a yes chant and then flipped the crowd off, was the best. Yes, I have this br- amazing picture where he's on the uh, top ropes, giving everybody, everybody the middle finger, and I just I, I love it. It was my favorite picture of the night. I uh, truly, I've always thought Daniel Bryan was a great wrestler. I always thought, you know, you you know, you couldn't argue with me. Daniel Bryan's a great wrestler. Oh my god! And but people would say he's the best American wrestler ever, and I'd be like, eh, I mean, you might be going a little too far there. I don't know. I might. I'm, it's I'm, it's I'm, a little it, harder it, now. Yeah, it's a little harder for me to argue that down. He's just he was amazing. He was brilliant. Hangman was elevated, yep. elevated. I'm a world champion, elevated in a match where he doesn't win. Like, man, like I, I, I truly imagine we will did get this match in January or February whenever it comes. But good Lord, I would not mind waiting to March and getting this at uh, 
and getting this at uh, Revolution. Sure. I, it, you, it would take some creative booking to get there, but I definitely would not mind that. Uh, this uh, match was... It was an awe-inspiring experience. I will literally never forget it. Like I said, from the reaction that my wife gave, which completely shocked me, to the reaction of everybody around the ring, and including myself, I literally thought they were going to do the thing where Hangman hit it, and then he like won with like five seconds or three seconds left, and Daniel Bryan was like, dude, three seconds, you know, that kind of thing. But they went ahead and did the full hour, and... Oh my God! I've never been in. I've never been in the building for an hour for Broadway. Never been in the building for Broadway, and yeah, I I I will never forget it. Never forget it. Hell yeah! We then had the palate cleanser of that hour long battle where we had Wardlow kill Matt Seidel. Um, Wardlow is running hot right now, um, and uh, he's been having Sean Spears back him up recently. His pinnacle partner so yeah, Sido got bully, accountability buddy yeah yeah but yeah which is literally what it is too yeah because Wardlow was powerbombing the hell out of Seidel and Sean was like you he's had enough get the pin we don't get paid by the hour just wrap it up and like Wardlow does it eventually Sean gets in the ring was like like look we're good we're good and then hits Seidel with a chair and then uh, Sean Spears then gets a call from his phone, and he's like, oh, it's MJF. And Sean goes to Wardlow and says, hey, look, MJF wants you to run down, get some uh, champagne for MJF's post-match celebration for when he wins the Dynamite Diamond uh, ring. And he's like, look, I'll drive. You'll go. You'll, I'll drive you by. It's like, we're, we're good. And like Wardlow's being like dragged around. He's continuing to be MJF's bitch. And it, it's the continuing tease of, like, when Wardlow will turn on MJF. And I like I like Sean Spears' uh, addition to uh, this situation. Because Sean's – I love – I think Sean's great. And uh, just his, his, his added uh, personality into what's happening is genuinely so much fun to watch. Um, and, yeah, this – this was a nice little like slight story palette cleanser to give you a break from the insanity that was that first match. Absolutely, and it was perfect. And I, this crowd was completely into this squash. They wanted him to do it one more time, one more time. I got to tell you, Texas, I don't know how it came off on TV, but Texas was up and on their feet and excited for the whole show. Even when Rampage came, no, like, I'd say maybe 50 to 100 people left. It stayed pretty much full for the whole four hours of the show. So I, I, I got to get tap, tapped off to Texas. But yeah, we're, seem to be, we're seemingly building to something going on with Wardlow. Yeah, 100%. We then had the rubber match between the woman of a thousand holds, Serena Deeb, and Hikaru Shida. Um, I love this feud so much. I love both of these girls. I think they do such great work. Um, and this was a good match, honestly. I don't know if it was better than their last encounter or even their first encounter. I think their first match was the best. I was going to say, I think their first is currently in the lead for me right now out of their matches. Um, this was still very good. Um, both of these girls just do such a great job. 
She, of course, got the win. She wins the rubber match. She wins the feud. So I think now is a fair point for them to kind of sp- like go their separate ways and do different things. Um, though I want now that Serena Deeb is a heel, the want to see more like baby faces work with her is like so strong with me because I feel like she can really elevate so many people because of how good of a wrestler she is. And I think like I, I would dig a feud with her and take Conti. I would dig a feud with her and Red Velvet. Like, it, like I, it, people just like that. I think any baby face you put with Serena Deeb, she can help elevate that person because of how good she is. She can get you to to not like her because of how good she is, and she'll rub it in your face about it. Uh, and yeah, like I mean, like it it reinvigorated Sheeta too, because a lot of people were kind of like maybe a little bit tired of Sheeta, but when she started feuding with Serena Deeb, it just elevated it to another level of like people being like, man, Sheeta's great, or man, Serena Deeb is great. And you so. got to see an angrier side of uh, Sheeta, which I definitely think you needed. Oh yeah, well, they, they, you you could you they did a great job of putting legit heat behind this this non title feud. And again, uh, again, AEW the women's division needs that. Yes, they need matches. They need feuds that don't have to do with the belt and they need to be good and they need to be a reason to get into them. I think they did a perfect job with this feud. You know, this match, maybe four months later, you'd be like, why is it on this show? It perfectly fit into the, uh, the, the levity of the show. Cause they had built the match so well. Absolutely. Yeah. We then had a backstage interview with the varsity blondes. Asking for an update on Julia Hart after last week, Malachi Black sprayed Black Mist in the face of Julia Hart. And that basically saying he's not here. She's still not here this week. Um, She's still recovering. Griff Garrison was a man very angry and was like, I'm going to break Malachi Black's jaw. It was interesting. Brian Pillman Jr. was more so like, hey, man, look, we got to we got to stay calm on the situation. And then like uh, Garrison was like. Dude, that's our sister. She's our best friend. We can't just not do something. We have to, like, you can see Griff is really motivated by revenge in the situation. And I guess, I guess, I guess, like, more so, like, Brian's trying to be, like, more rational in the situation, I guess. But, and that's uh, really shocked when you're talking about, you know, a Pillman. Yeah. yeah a Pillman. He's the, he's the sane one. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah. So this leads in, this would lead into, uh, moving forward for uh uh their feud that's going on right now but we'll we'll quickly get to the main event of winter is coming to the final of the dynamite diamond ring tournament and okay we got to talk about uh mjf's promo that was cut before the show and um floyd if you if you can give me a small period of time on this um i i i I, I I have to uh, speak on this a bit um, before we okay. get into the match. Absolutely, um, I I will hand the match off to you, but I need to talk about this promo. So, of course, I wasn't on last week, and um, that was when CM Punk uh, showed up in Long Island, uh, MJF's hometown, and got booed. Not convincingly enough it wasn't john cena one night stand levels booze because i mean like listen that was weak shit y'all gotta try a lot harder than that uh but 
regardless, Punk cut a promo on MJF, shut him down, all that kind of stuff. And then MJF was responding, basically. Uh, also, of course, had to throw in some uh, incest jokes for Texas, because, of course. And talks about how CM Punk was like, listen, man, I didn't realize because you think that you're championship material. I didn't realize that having an undefeated streak against an underwhelming challengers uh, made you championship material. I just thought that made you the new Ryback. Now, we've talked a lot about MJF's ability to ride the line of what is considered to be okay for wrestling heels to say in this in this timeline and like in this generation that we're in now in this uh, time frame. And he walks that line. He dances on that line. He has gotten himself in trouble many times. Um, and I, I have nothing but respect for MJF to like push the boundaries of what a wrestling heel can say. That being said, I want a punishment dealt out to MJF for even mentioning that talentless fucking bum on a wrestling television show in 2021. Because now what you've done is you've acknowledged him to the point where people who most likely, because he's been gone for a very long time, don't know who Ryback is, would Google him and waste like two minutes of their lives looking at a waste of a career. And then also, now you have people being like, oh man, what if they got Ryback in AEW? Don't even try to fucking put that in. Don't even try to put that idea out into the world. That should never ever be the situation so i don't care if it's a fine i don't care if it's a suspension i wouldn't go as far to say fired but i would understand if you would do such a thing there needs to be an actual punishment for mjf for bringing up that man's name because you can't say stuff like that you can't mention such awful awful additions to pro wrestling like that you can't throw that in there and I want I want Tony Khan to do something about it. I, I want him to do something about it. I want some sort of vindication because look, you can't let stuff like that go unnoticed. You can't let stuff like that fly under the radar because that is absolutely heinous of a thing to say. So I eagerly await to see what the punishment is because MJF deserves it and he's a piece of shit for even saying something like that. And he also said stuff about Dante Martin. Uh, that's fine. They wrestled in the match. Floyd can talk about the match. But there needs to be a punishment on that. Do not ever bring up that bum's name. Well, Dante Martin can jump really, really high and jump really, <laughs> yes, really, he really can. far. And it's amazing when you see it. But it doesn't make always make for a great match. This match was to steal a word from the great MJF. Mid. It was mid. It was like, okay, and then Ricky Starks comes out, and, and he just puts him in a move, and he taps, and it's just like, that was mid. It was it was very mid, and I, 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 it was like the crowd was into it and everything, and then we got the good part. After the match is over, we get, we get FTR. Oh, we get Darby and Sting. We get their music or whatever. Or was it... I'm sorry. I don't remember how it went down. Who came out So it, So it went like this. So basically, after the match was over, 
uh, Dante Martin tapped out. FTR comes out and they celebrate with MJF and they okay, start. They pull him over on the shoulder. Okay, I remember yep. that. And then the music hits and it's uh, Sting and Darby. It's Sting and Darby. Uh, Sting in Texas. And then CM Punk comes out and he has a baseball bat in hand and they escape. I mean, I remember you had Dax and Cash kind of looking at Punk like, you don't want to get involved in this kind of thing. And then Punk comes out, he hands the bat, bat to Sting. They, left, they leave. CM Punk then says, basically, you don't want to fight me one-on-one. You're getting your three against our three. Deal with it. Apparently, CM Punk is a matchmaker in AEW. We confirmed. And, uh, yeah. And that's how I feel like it went off the show. We got a lot more after the, after the show, but... I feel like that's how that is how that is how the show went off the air. It went off the air, and then so you know we got a lot more sniping, and as they continue to the back, and uh, yeah, I I thought it was a great ending to the show. The match wasn't what I needed to be, but from what you know, what we can tell, the match was just to get to the whole setting up the six man tag. Yeah, it it was it was a situation where like it wasn't an AEW thing where like the match. Uh, was all you needed. Um, this match was to set up for what happened afterwards. Yes, and then MJF becomes the three-time diamond, uh, diamond ring, uh, diamond dozen ring guy. So, yeah, you can get that shirt on uh, Shop AEW, uh, which is cool because he can still use it as a weapon, and it's kind of a title for him to have. Since he's not really in the TNT or the world title picture, I think though that was a good thing to give him the three time. He's the only one that's ever won. The it's title. basically become his million dollar championship. It's become his million dollar championship. When he finally loses, it's gonna be a big deal. Um, yeah, it was. It, I just thought it was a great story, great way to build to the next match. Big six man title match. You're talking about Darby, CM Punk, Sting. Versus, uh, F- well, how did he put it? MJFTR. That's how yep. they put it. MJFTR. And it's going to happen in Greenboro, Greensboro. Sting posted on Twitter on Tuesday, the earlier Tuesday, that that's where the Greensboro Coliseum, 1988, Star, uh, it wasn't Star Cato, Clash of the Champions, Sting versus Flair, one hour. It was the match that made Sting. So he gets to return to Greensboro for that. And I'm very excited for that match. And it was a very exciting match. It's 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 seriously uh it's seriously one of those things where I'll say, um they know how to build a six man match. Generally, building to a six man match, nothing. But they've done so well preparing yep. for this that I'm really excited about this one. Yes. And yeah, I have. Yeah, the match itself was fine. Again, I think the fans like they got the best part of the show at the start with the the matches with the title match for the AEW World Title. That was the best thing on the show match wise. Now seeing Sting and Darby and and CM Punk together all united uh, against MJF and FTR, it's fucking awesome. Um, seeing CM Punk in that specific shirt was also quite awesome uh, that he was wearing. The you get your own, then tell it what to do. I, I dig that shirt. Um, and then, yeah, that that moment at the end was great. The whole thing of what's going to happen in Greensboro next week with Sting returning is going to be insane. 
Uh, and yeah, the, the the fact that they are actually building towards a six man match like this is it's pretty significant. Again, like I'm not a multi man guy, but it 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 they AEW can still find a way to just make those matches entertaining. And we'll talk about the ten man match that happened uh, on Rampage shortly. Um, but yeah, and I, 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 I went very kayfabe on what I said about bet. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at bet MGM, simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sports books has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc uh mgf's promo um but this was the best shot he had given in punk the entire feud that ryback that ryback line was his best line that he's ever had in like against cm punk it genuinely was um, but I, I do want to get Floyd's reaction to the promo though. Cause I, I know I, I took hold on it, but I want to know what he thought of it. I thought it was perfect. Uh, I thought it is, it, it, uh, got the right kind of heat. And I think it danced on that line of things you could say. And, you know, people don't say too far. You did get a few groans, but it was the right kind. It was the right kind of heat. Yeah, no, it was the right kind. Cause again, like it's, it's such a like it's such a slanderous statement. Is that simple? Yes, it's um, it's yeah. a statement that has no fact to it. It has no uh, yeah. It's so over the top. That yeah, and it, it, but and it, and it, and you know for a fact that with CM Punk fans, as you know, saying that man's name and like referencing that and CM Punk in the same sentence is going to get a rise out of CM Punk fans. Oh, absolutely. It, I mean, it, 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 it got a rise out of me. It worked perfectly. Uh, I, when he did it, I was like, oh, I, you know, I did the audible and my wife was like, it's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know about. who that I guy is. Of, yeah. Hey, I kinda that's, ex- that's, that's, that, that is the correct response. I, I, I had to explain to him. Uh, you her, did not have, you did not have, I have to explain, to explain Ryback to my wife in like a minute. And it's very difficult to explain Ryback in a minute because you have never had a person that has this elevated opinion of himself without like anything backing it up. Uh-huh. I'm just like, she's like, so was he really good? I'm like, no. She's like, was he like, you know, like, I'm like, he had, he was muscular, but you know, he wasn't muscular in a way that just blew your mind away. He's a guy that you would notice in the room, but he didn't have like charisma. You know, and he's like, and they stopped short when that one hot period, one hot run he had, they stopped short and didn't put the title on him and they kind of missed their window. And, you know, know, this is me talking wrestling to someone that generally does not give a shit about what I'm saying, but she even got it. She's like, oh, so he thinks he should have been the world champion. I'm like, yes, very much so. 
He thinks he should have been Hulk Hogan and The Rock combined if you hear him talk about himself. And it's <laughs> hilarious when he talks about himself. And it's like it's even more hilarious when his friends talk about him because his friends mostly take excessive digs at them him the whole time they're talking about him. Even people like that love him understand that, you know, he has an over overinflated sense of self. There so she laughed and we moved on. As you should. But so that was AEW Dynamite winner is coming to a uh, crazy fun show. Uh, Floyd, very jealous that you got to see that live uh, AEW title match. It's incredible. But we'll get into AEW Rampage, which kicked off with the eight man tag match between the Super Click and Bobby Fish, Adam Colbe Bay and the Young Bucks, facing off against Chaos uh, when Freshly Squeezed Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero, and the Best Friends with Chuck Taylor and Trent who I wasn't able to talk about his return with me being off last week. Um, seeing Trent come back, and of course seeing the return of Sue as well, made me very happy. I love how Sue gets such a great reaction from the fans and how she got in the ring and was celebrating with everybody, and she was in the giant friend hug. I loved it so much. Um, I, I know this will not happen, maybe for the TNT title, but one day in Long Island, it has to be a title match. Sue has to drive Trent to the ring and then be there to drive him home after he wins the title. That's uh-huh. how it has to happen. It's just, Man. it's just, I've never, like, other than like Fuego being there when Sammy won the title had to happen, I feel like this is the only one other one that has to happen. Sue, when Trent finally gets his big win over, if it's a big win, just over like MJF or it's the title win or whatever they do, the best friends win the tag belts, whatever they decide to do, it has to involve Sue and it has to involve Trent and Sue hugging each other afterwards just because that's going to be the greatest moment like ever. Oh, 100%. And uh, this opening uh, eight-man match, again, like as somebody who's not a fan of multi-man matches, anytime the Young Bucks are in a multi-man match, Always love it. There was a great moment where, like, Orange Cassidy was kind of being the one who was singled out for the longest time. Uh, the great uh, Trent had a really good hot tag as well in this match. Um, eventually, though, uh, Orange Cassidy was able to uh, set up, uh, well, knock out Matt Jackson with an orange punch. And then Trent would get the pin on Bobby Fish, and Chaos and Best Friends ended up getting a win against Bobby Fish in the Super Click. And considering how, like, the feud is going right now with also Adam Cole feuding with Orange Cassidy, seeing Trent get the win honestly surprised me. I, I wasn't expecting him to get the pin, but I guess because he came back, they they went with it. Uh, but it was still really cool to see uh, Chaos get the win like that. Um, and, yeah, this was a, a really good opener. Um, this was a good, like, opening main event that they do for Rampage. And... It's so good to see Trent back. I, I, every time he was gone, I missed him because Trent was really fucking good every time he was on. And I just every time he was there, it always felt like there was a piece that was missing in Best Friends. And now that they're in chaos, fits even more still that he's back. Uh, so this was awesome. Absolutely. Um, this match is the perfect way to keep a crowd into it. You just had a, a good dynamite, a really good dynamite with a really good ending. You want to keep the fans in attendance and you want to uh start off rampage with an exciting way 
you put the Young Bucks out there with Adam Cole. Adam Cole is just so nuclear over. I'm just like, he brought a, a, he brought all the over from that he had developed in NXT. He brought it right to AEW. The loudest thing I heard all night, even louder than staying, you know, boom, and Adam Cole back. It's just everybody loves that. Everybody loves him. Uh, the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler, Lord, I just, man, it, uh, how good he is at his character. He's just really, really good with the spray and filming it for BTE. He was amazing. I just thought this match was, was pitch perfect. The right team won because, uh, you know, best friends have pretty much been being dominated in this group until Trent came back. So it was very important to me that it be established that Trent gets the win over Bobby Fish because Trent's the difference. He has turned the tide and the best friends have started to get a head of the elite. So I've enjoyed that. Yes. We then had the return of American top teams, Dan Lambert with men of the year at his side. So Dan Lambert came back just in time for the holidays to just start ripping shit. Um, he talks about how, because last week when Cody came out and challenged Sammy Guevara for the TNT title, uh, men of the year were not happy about it. And they were screaming about where the hell was our try Cody's an EVP. He's overstepping the line. It's bullshit. Dan Lambert was doing the same thing, saying that everyone sucks up to Tony Khan. Like, he started this company, said he was a fan, said all matches would be made on merit and talent, and that's why he put the weirdo in the skateboard as the main guy at one point, then the guy with his hands in his pocket, then he brought in Danielson and Punk. He had the carrot hanging over you and, like, was gaining your trust while he was stabbing you in the back with the other hand. Um, and then he proceeds to just go, he's turning this company into a late nineties version of WCW. And I was just like, Ooh, you said the thing you said the thing and went after Cody politicking with, uh, Tony Khan and then, uh, Rhodes then interrupts. And again, if this isn't an evident of like how people still don't like Cody, uh, even despite the fact that they were chanting for Dan Lambert to shut the fuck up, there were still boos when Cody came out anyway. Uh, Cody comes out, gets in the ring, rips the mic out of Lambert's hand. He's about to say something. Lambert rips the mic out of Cody's hand. They do that like two or three more times until eventually Cody has the mic, throws it at Men of the Year, and then goes after Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page until eventually he gets starting getting taken down. Dustin Rhodes comes to try to even the odds. But then men of the year still go down on Cody and Dustin and beat the crap out of him until it's Sammy Guevara, the TNT champion, coming out there to fully even the odds. And then they retreat, uh, possibly teasing a six-man match. Not even a six-man match or just like something involving Cody and uh, and uh, Sammy versus the men of the year or something along the lines of that. But uh, – pretty good promo honestly it i was when i saw them rip them were trading ripping the mics out of each other's hands i'm like okay this is a bit silly i was like this didn't have to be the way they could have just said something they didn't have to just like no i want to talk no i want to talk um but that being said um i did i did appreciate like how sammy despite the fact that he's gonna face cody uh backed him up because men of the year are a bunch of assholes but I will go to our resident Cody fan on the show right now. Uh, 
thoughts on this segment? So, two things. First of all, Cody had the longest line in the meet and greet. Just going to let everybody know that because y'all all are fake. And they're all <laughs> Whether you like it or not, y'all are just booing him for no reason. I don't think most people even know. I saw some fans booing, and they're looking around like, why are we booing this guy? And it was just, okay. They don't even know why they're booing the guy. They're just sheep. booing him. Fickle. They're fickle, and they're sheep. And Brian Danielson, it was right. Second of all, uh, Dan Lambert's so effing good at this. He's a, he's a phenom. I know he gets the character that he's supposed to portray, and they cut the promo, and then Sammy came out and then saved him with Dustin. Okay. And I really did enjoy the segment, and I enjoyed, you know, old Sammy giving Cody the middle finger because I truly think, truly think, like usually I just throw out a wild prediction because, oh, I'm going to throw out this wild prediction because it's fun. And what, you know, what if I'm right? I get to scream I'm right. But I truly think Cody is joining the men of the year, the group with Dan Lambert. I, wow. I, I truly think that's going to happen. It may not. It may not. And I might be wrong, I guess, but it just looked like how it was done. The tea leaves are there. It would fit. It would fit for the, uh, it would fit for the uh, American like yeah. character that he's got. Yes. And it's like, of course the American nightmare is in America's top team. You know, that kind of thing. It works. And I think it elevates Scorpio and Ethan Page, and I think they, I think they screw over, Darby, it's screw, screw over, uh, Sam, Sam. and uh, Cody wins the title. The whole reason I think, because I think there's two ways for this to go. It goes that way, or it goes they come out and fuck up with the match, and then we get Sammy and Cody versus Ethan and Scorpio Sky, and that just feels so WWE to me, right? Yeah. Can they coexist? Can they coexist? That just that just seems so WWE to me and I don't want to see it. Do you want to see it? Uh yeah, it doesn't have to happen really. Exactly. And I just feel like Tony Khan over this year, the one thing he has done is shown that he has his finger on the pulse of what wrestling fans want. Nobody wants that match. Maybe we get it. And I'll get on here and I'll bury it next week. Maybe we get it. But I just think you go extreme the other way. Cody turns heel on Christmas. Yeah, I mean, that, that'd be a thing for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah maybe the Grinch. The stole Christmas. Maybe, maybe. He's the a mean Grinch. one. Yes. But moving in, though, we add a submission match between the super bad girl Penelope Ford and Tay Conti with Anna Jay. Uh, by her side um so didn't realize that this was going to be actually a, a submission match going into it um and it was all right i think honestly there was there was some pretty good uh submissions i think put on there at one point uh and then eventually the finish would take place where uh tay would hit a uh, tie hit a uh pump kick penelope hit a back heel kick but it was just too late as eventually uh when she had her uh just wrenching on her uh, on her knees and stuff like that, and just really working her submission. And uh, she got the tap out victory. The bunny was ending up, uh, who was backing up Penelope Ford, had the brass knucks, knocked out Ty Conti, 
but Anna Jay would a was able to uh, chase them away with a steel chair afterwards. I think this was fine, honestly. Uh, submission matches are pretty tough to pull off unless like you're like a full on submission specialist where like you can just transition from one to the other and blah blah blah. Um, just because like you know most of these submissions aren't going to do jack. Uh, so I think this was okay, honestly. Well, well, let me say, you know how I said Rio and uh, Rio, or, well, not Rio, excuse me, Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb were the perfect way to have a feud without the title. I feel the opposite about this program. All right. I feel like it has no heat. I don't think, like, I don't feel like I'm in the building. No one cared. No uh-huh. one cared, and I'm it's not. A, this is well, not considering a, Ty was literally about to go for the AW Women's Championship. Like it's a big step backwards. Yeah, yeah, and this has nothing to do with Ty or or any of the people involved. They just, just, I just felt like how it's been booked with the brass knucks, and it's like I'm thinking maybe street fight, something like that. The fact that you went to a submission match where it overwhelmingly gave the face. The advantage. <coughs> it's like I've never even seen the other. Uh, I've never even seen um, Penelope Ford do a submission move. You know that yeah. she, she like one was. I know she used to do the bridge thing. You know, uh, you know, uh, and it was just like no, no, no one just bought it. I'm not saying people left. It was just it was just flat out dead. The match was eh. It was it was mid, you know what I mean. I don't think it was bad. I just think the the heat that they were supposed to be getting, they didn't get into this match. No, and it's just like if I'm gonna be real and I'm gonna cover the show, I'm gonna have to you know tell the truth. And it was just like, and yeah, this this didn't necessarily, you know, this almost could have killed the crowd if it wasn't for who was coming on at the main event. Yes, and we'll move into the 10-man battle uh, that took place in the main event of the show. Uh, Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz, and the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Bros, uh, facing off against 2.0, Daniel Garcia, and the Acclaimed, and Max Caster wasn't even able to finish his his rap because then they fight just start breaking out up on the ramp. And there was a oh, dude. People popped so much on the Eddie Kingston thing, dude. When, fucking when, Eddie. The pre, pre the Mark Henry, where he's like, "Do your it's, little let's let's time time for the main event thing and let's go." He was just he had yeah. He, like, he didn't want, not even bother. Yes, he didn't had nothing for Mark Henry. And God, that man is so over. Eddie Kingston yeah. is so over. I'm like, I don't know what their plans for him in the future. I don't know if he should hold a title. I don't know, but good lord, you got to take advantage of this man. You got to, you got to keep using this dude. Yeah, you got to take advantage of this man being as over as he is. Because I'm talking crowd reaction when he comes down. I mean, to the he's ring. literally about to surpass John Moxley in terms of reactions. Yes, and he's they they're cheering him and he has this angry pacing look and everybody's cheering him pacing and then he just goes and attacks uh you know again Platinum Max is one sometimes the one of the favorite parts of the show. Nobody cared when uh Eddie went after him, and everybody just wanted Eddie to get his hands on 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, and it was yeah, Eddie is 
so over in that building. I, I mean, I'm probably just saying something that you all already know if you're listening to the show. But good lord, Eddie Kingston is over in that, over in that, uh, over in the building. He is, yeah, he is the surprise of 2021 for me. Yeah. It's just Be- how how much of a fan favorite he is. Yeah, well, that was the thing, too. It's like, because when he showed up and first started, like, the TNT Open Challenge thing with Cody, I was like, oh, this dude is insanely, like, he's money. Like, the way that he was talking, the way that he, like, just was portrayed, I was like, this dude's insane. When he had his feud with Moxley and he had that amazing promo battle with Moxley, I was like, oh, my God, this guy is insanely good. But then, like, even after he was no longer a heel and then he made the move to a baby face, that was what shocked me was that, like, he was able to make the transition over to a babyface, do it so well to the point where, like I said, he's getting about the same reactions as his buddy Moxley was getting. Like, even the crazier part is how his uh, face turn happened. It happened in the dud explosion in February. Yeah, the dud explosion. Yes, and everybody, everybody. I mean, that could have just ruined his face turn. But and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. This dude this this dude flipped it. Remember the promo when he was like, "Yeah, you know, look at the heat." He, 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 yeah, and he was like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "I remember what it was like being in jail," and I was like, "Oh my god!" And it was just like, and he flipped that whole thing, and it's just like it's he, been one of the better face runs of the year because of it. Yeah, no, Eddie has been nothing but incredible, um, and that was one of the one of the surprising things too about how Daniel Garcia cheated. Grabbed Kingston's trunks, rolled him up, got the win. And like, there's a lot of other spots. There was a lot of boo. yeah. There yeah. was a lot of other spots in this in this multi man match too. Which I mean, like again, if you want to see him, you can see him. Um, but yeah, no, the just the audible anger that Eddie Kingston got cheated cheated out of the match and rolled up by Daniel Garcia. Like, yeah, yeah. If uh, MJF needs a feud. I think uh, Eddie Kingston uh, is going to happen. Uh, it will be a great feud for him. This dude is just that guy, and he's yeah. so over. I just like, man, if you ever did like a false him winning the title thing, the world would explode. This dude is, I wouldn't say he's the most over person in the company, but he's in the top five. I would say the yeah, top five at least. Top. Um, but after the yeah, after the match was over though, I'll wrap this up quickly. Uh, Anthony Bowens he had the boombox. It had a steel chain wrapped around it, uh, and they nailed Kingston with it. And then Jurassic Express and Christian Cage came down to even everything up. And then um, the Lucha Bros actually, because their their tag team titles uh, were, I think either knocked out of their hands or they were just like just on the side. Um, Jungle Boy gave the tag titles back to the Lucha Bros. But you could see that, like, there was, like, oh, yeah, we want these sort of thing. Uh, And that's how the show ended. Yes, and that is how the show ended. It was a great ending of the show. After the show, CM Punk came out, cut a promo. And I really cut a promo. It was like, thank you, Dallas, you know, did that thing. And then after the show, this is why you should always stay. He basically went around the thing and took selfies with everybody. And if you got, if you saw, I got my two double selfie and him doing the finger points with me. 
And I was just like, this is so cool. He's such a cool guy. My friend Steve's a big CM Punk fan. He was able, I was able to make a little room for him up there and he got his selfie with Punk and it was just a good moment. And it was just a great night of wrestling. My wife was just like really happy. And she's like, yes, I want to go to more shows. And I was just like, okay, I I don't know if I'm supposed to say I love you more, but I do. You know, I got. I didn't know there. I, yeah, you, yeah, I didn't know there was a way I could. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, it's kind of cool because she's like really excited, and she's gonna. We're definitely doing double or nothing in Las Vegas, and yeah, uh, it was a great time. It was like in one night they took my wife from a casual fan to a fan, to a person yeah. that's gonna wanna keep up. I'm not gonna say she's gonna watch every show. I'm like, she's not. She, she you know. She likes cooking shows and shit like that. But she but enjoyed her time, though. She enjoyed her time, and she's going to make sure she knows what's going on, at least. Yeah. But that was AEW Rampage. Uh, we'll get in now to our preview for the AEW Dynamite Holiday Bash that will be uh, airing probably by the time you hear this uh, episode. Uh, so we're going to get freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy versus Adam Cole, baby. Uh, the TBS tournament semifinals are going on, so Nyla Rose will be going one-on-one with Ruby Soho. Uh, Malachi Black will be going one-on-one with Griff Garrison, uh, and we're going to get the six-man match between CM Punk, Sting, and Darby Allin versus MJFTR. And then also, I will add this as well, uh, AEW Women's Champion Dr. Britt Baker, she is hosting a Christmas party with Tony Schiavone on this episode as well. So that is another thing to look forward to uh, for the Holiday Bash. But just the fact that it's 2021, uh, it'll soon be 2022, and CM Punk is teaming with Sting in a match. In fuck, and in, it was in Greensboro too. Fucking insane WCW that that's even country, happening. Baby. Yeah, WCW country. CM Punk is teaming with Sting. Like, it's nuts. Like, so crazy. Um, I, I'm really pulling for, like, I, I, I want Ruby Soho. I, I, I expect Ruby Soho to move forward in the TBS tournament. If not, I would actually kind of be a little bit upset. Uh, and I'm excited to see Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy one-on-one. I think that's going to be so much fun. Um, but, yeah, this is looking like a pretty fun holiday episode of AEW Dynamite. Yes. Uh, it's funny. Uh, a little behind the scenes, I did the notes, and I was switching where I wanted Malachi Black, uh, the Malachi Black match, and the Ruby Soho Nyla Rose match, and I accidentally left her name, so I had Nyla Black on here for a second. It was pretty funny. You just got Nyla on the brain. Yeah, so I had Nyla Black. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, no, it was. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole, I think, could be amazing. I hope they give them. I, I, I say I, I say it and I mean it. They're gonna give them enough time and it's gonna be a good match and I'm really I think it might steal the show. But, you know, as far as a as far as a attraction, there's nothing gonna be like MJFTR versus Punk Sting and Darby Allen. Uh just the reactions from the crowd are gonna be great. I'm looking forward to see if Eddie Kingston does a promo or if he messes up uh Brit's Christmas. That should be that should be fun. It's going to be a fun segment. I just think this is going to be just a fun show. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun as well. Um, but I, I want to say one other thing too. Uh, I gotta because I couldn't say this last week either. Um, shout out to Hook because 
since he came back to wrestling, not a single person has been able to knock CM Punk off of the top sellers list on Pro Wrestling Tees or on Shop AEW. Hook was the first person to do that. And he I, did it I, with a terrible shirt. And it's a, the blandest, most basic-ass T-shirt you could possibly have. And dude made such an impression on his first uh, match that people went nuts. And, and everybody wants to say, I had Hook's first shirt, apparently. I guess so. But, like, and again, Punk Punk was holding it down as that top seller. But now Hook took it. Um, I don't even care what the reasoning is behind it. I got nothing but respect for Hook. Um, the fact that uh, that happened alone is insane. I just wanted to give my shouts out to him because that's that's a pretty fucking thing, cool, cool thing to do uh, just after your first match. But that is everything in AEW uh, for Dynamite and Rampage. But I will send it off to Floyd because I know we still have a couple other news and uh, and uh, headlines to cover right now. So Floyd, go ahead. Christmas Rampage. All we have announced is Sammy G and Cody, and then Hook. The aforementioned Hook versus Bear Bronson. And then we, on January 8th, uh, right now we have the Battle of the Belts. It's going to be a one-hour special. Right now, the only match we have announced for that is Britt Baker versus Rio. And rumors are, and I've seen all week, that both Brody King and the Briscoes have signed with AEW. FTR has dared the Briscoes to show up at the Holiday Bash in Greensboro. So. If I dare them to, does that mean they'll show up? Because I, I I want them to show up. Yeah, so uh, we're going to see how that turns out. Uh, FTR and the Briscoes, like I said uh, last week, it wasn't something I knew I wanted until I saw them stare each other in the face and then fight. And then I was yeah. like, I need this to be a match, and I need this to be on my TV or at a pay-per-view. It, well, wherever it is, I need to fucking be there for it. That's that's just how I feel. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm really excited to see what is going to happen with them. But that's all the news and notes I have. Yeah, and I will say one other thing, too, actually. Because I know there the there was such... The, rumor, the rumors were going wild about the possibility of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn signing with AEW. We did get the confirmation that Kevin Owens did re-sign with WWE for a multi-year deal. Um, so... I want to say, yeah, congratulations. Congrats on securing the bag. Congrats on securing the bag for your family. I know we've we've always known that's been the thing with Kevin, and I got nothing but respect for him for that. Yeah, slightly disappointed because if Kevin Steen showed up in AEW, I would have shit my pants. But um, yeah, two to three million dollars is the rumor no, number a year. Yeah, that's I can't. that's not money you turn down. Uh, I wouldn't expect anyone to turn it down. I wouldn't turn it down, and most importantly. Again, as you listen to the show, we will mention AEW cannot sign everyone. Yes. First of all, there's only three hours of national TV every week. That's it. That's three hours of national TV. There are months. Lance Archer. When was the last time Lance Archer was on TV? Well, well, because yeah, when he hurt himself. Yeah, when he hurt himself in the tournament. There's wrestlers that like. Just there's no time for them to get booked. They go weeks and weeks without getting booked, and it's just like. Do you think that gets better when they sign like six blue chip prospects? No, it gets worse. So I want Tony Khan to make the smart decisions of people he can use and fill the TV with good content. But, you know, Kevin Owens, uh, Steen doing 
What's best for him? I'm never gonna hate on a man for that because guess no. what? If my job came to someone came uh, for my job tomorrow and said, "Hey, we'll pay you double what you make right now to do the same job," I'm out. And I love my job. I yeah. love it, but you know, that's just not how the world works. You know, you got to take care of your family. He's got kids to send to college and shit. So there you go. Yeah, and you do that. Um, though I will say, because um, I don't know exactly what the full-on, if, if it's been like actually confirmed with Sami Zayn, if Sami is looking to re-sign with WWE, reconsider possibly having El Generico show up. Because that's just for me personally. I would love just to see El Generico come back. I know he know, he might know, Sami Zayn might know who El Generico is or is aware of him. Just reconsider getting El Generico to come back. Because I love Sami Zayn. But we need El Generico back. Yeah, Just I, don't, I don't know what those two have to do with each other at all. I mean, I guess they might be familiar with each other. I, like I said, I think they're only just slightly familiar with each other. I just, I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. I mean, their moveset is similar, but I like Generico's more than I like Sami Zayn. So whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. right. Very good. Both very talented hands. No question. Yeah. Uh, but that is going to do it for this episode of All Things Elite. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast and listening. We really do appreciate it. Continue to download the show on Google or Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating and review. If you listen to us on Spotify or any other podcasting platform, share us with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. And you can leave a donation through Red Circle. We are at AT Elite Pod on Twitter. At Social Suplex are the guys that make this show possible. Please check out all their other podcasts on their network. You will not be disappointed. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. A very happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you. Uh, we really, really hope that your your holidays are spent with family and people you care about and your friends and you have a great time. You give gifts, you get gifts, you enjoy your time, and you just fill it with all the happiness that you can because um, we all deserve this day to just just be with the people we care about and just be happy. So have have a genuinely awesome and great holiday. Um, and same thing goes for Floyd too. I will say that before I send it over to him. I hope his holiday is incredible. I hope he has a great time on Christmas. And same thing goes for your wife any of your friends just have a great holiday share in the love it's a love fest because i'm a cm punk mark uh and that'll do it for me but i will send it over to my buddy floyd and he can close us out for this holiday issue of all things elite as we end the year and go into another christmas i want to go with the theme that i have been going with all year please be nice to people whether it is in person whether it is on the internet, whether it is your family member that you cannot stand, be nice anyway. I am a firm believer in karma. I am a firm believer in the energy to put out. That's what you bring back to you. And and that's what I'm saying. I just think whether it's social media, the internet, because everyone seems to agree that the internet's a cesspool. We all need to agree that we should make it better. So... All of you, just you take your moment and you take your time. And if each individual person takes their time to try to make the Internet a more positive place, then it will become a more positive place, you know, because the Internet is people. 
That's what it is. The internet is people. But I don't want to keep it towards the internet. Where you're at the mall or retail stores, and sometimes the service is a little slow, and you're getting a little irritated, be nice anyway. You know, when someone cuts you off in the street, be nice. I know there's a lot of different ways that people can piss you off, but I tell tell you, if you put a little niceness on it, I'm telling you a lot of those situations can turn differently because you never know what anybody else is going through. And that could have been the reason that they were being the way that they were at that moment in time. You will give them a chance to recover if you be nice. So I will leave you with how I always leave you, whether it's home, work or school, always do your best to be elite. Merry Christmas.